0: To the Doc G Show, I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Say what? Charette. Doctor Gordon, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. I was I was thinking of That's something good. before I came on. Hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure pineapple is not good for you. Word. What? Get out of here. It tastes too good. That's the thing. It's a fruit. Yeah, but it just tastes so good. Like I had a couple of yeah, pieces before we got on the air, and it was just, oh my god, it's like candy, man. It's just, yeah, it really is. It's just so I got a, I got uh, from Publix because I'm like messy. I shop there too. Be amazed, listeners. Um, <laughs> I got a little you know pre-cut pineapple and strawberries, Oh, uh, and you just get one one of each. Oh my gosh, Mike, it's it's heaven it's heaven they're so good strawberry pineapple just set you in a mood man set you in a Mm -hmm. mood put you up to 8.5 there for a couple of minutes for sure I was 8.5 say what I'm back down at my resting I'm more in the 7's now but there for a couple minutes I was was there how about you where you at I'm at an eight point five, Doctor. I feel
1: pretty good. I like I feel, it. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel solid. I know, I know you noticed my hair. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I cut it all off. I'm doing the summertime vibe now, so it's uh, I'm trying to get more air and coolness to my my skull. Now that was so that
0: was that. actually you trimming. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I got a bad haircut, and uh, I decided to shave my head. <laughs> that's pretty much how that went. Some <laughs>
0: listeners have been there. They ha- yeah. There are some listeners that I know have been there. Uh, that's. Mm-hmm. It did now? Did you tell her or him, whoever was cutting your hair? Did you tell them <laughs> this, so is, this is this is, like haircut? I was like,
1: no, nah, no. Nah. I was like, yeah, this is
0: great. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah,
1: this is awesome. And then I and I'm like. I don't like this. I look Amish. I felt like I looked Amish. Nothing no hate towards the Amish community, but it felt like my bangs were straight. It was very weird. I was just like, this is it's gotta go. Hey, you know, I've actually had this lady before and I didn't like the haircut before, but I was like, Hey, you know what? I have more instructions this time. I've recently learned how to tell my hairstylist how to cut my hair using their terminology. Yeah.
0: Still messed it up. I did that I did that for several runs where I did not know how to uh, properly describe what I wanted. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when I did that, it came out absolutely horrible. I came out looking like a second grade <laughs> teacher because they just cut it off like right at my shoulders. So I just had this like Bob hairdo that I was just like, I look like I'm getting ready to teach people long division. This is <laughs> This is horrible. And so, and like yourself, as they're, as they're doing it, I'm just being like, Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is this looks so stupid. And they're like, mm-hmm. "How's how is it?" I'm like, "Good." Not not bad. Yeah. yeah. This is great. Now, the last <laughs> time when when I got my haircut this last time at the beginning of the summer, uh she she actually anticipated me thinking that. Because this lady as soon as like she, when she finished, she was like, "You can put it back up in a ponytail if you want. If you don't want to wear it." Like, I I know you don't like the way it looks right now. And I was like, no, no, I'll wear it down. And I really did look completely stupid with it down. Not really because of what she did, but just because she uh, washed it and dried it. And then because Mm -hmm. it changed weight, because it was down to my before, and then all of a sudden they cut two feet off of it, it now has this bounce. And so literally it was going up like a foot in the (laughs) air. And I just had this giant massive poof of hair and I look I was like I look really, really stupid. And she I think she was doing it for my benefit. She's like, please, please put it back up. You we we don't need to see this. Put it back up. But Mike hilarious. We all have our issues. I'm glad though that you now are getting the adequate air to your mm-hmm. to your uh skin. Yes. Your scalp. Very it's uh breezy with all those triple digit temps. You're you're living. Yeah, you're living out there. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you get some yeah. sunscreen on that. You don't want to burn oh, those yeah. sides. That'd be bad. Mm. That'd be bad. True. But yeah. uh, Mike, uh, this past weekend, I had some big news for the the show, or so, it's a big business. Mm. I took a look at the calendar to recruit new guests for the show. Every now and then, you know, it, it's not like a quarterly thing. I'd say it's like a a, a monthly thing. I gotta get mm-hmm. out there, see what's going on on the calendar, and uh, and and ask people that are having shows in the area what they want, uh, whether or not they want to come on the show. So true. So I looked at the uh, late summer, early fall can- uh, uh, concert calendar here in Florida. Can you believe that, first of all, Mike? That we're coming up on fall? Ew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. I am not Mike. You know uh, me. I don't want summer to end. Oh. I do not the days getting shorter, the leaves falling, everything horrible, Mike. I don't want Ew. it. Endless <laughs> summer. Endless yeah. summer. I am going to I'm going to Australia. We will do this show. Mm. I will be in Australia endless summer. Anyways. I'm down. That's that's not the important part here, Mike. The important part is is I did realize we need new guests. And um, as I was thinking about this, I was like, who'd be the coolest, right? Hmm. Who, who's, the, who's the top? Who, who, if I had the choice of anybody on this show, anybody, hmm. who would be my top? And then I said, who would Mike's top be? Hmm. And so I immediately yeah. thought, I'm, I was like, I'm going to text Mike. So I texted you and said, give me your top three music guests that we could have on the show and top three comic Uh, comedians uh, on the show Um, now I thought the listeners should know if we could have anyone at our disposal who we would like to have just so they know if that happens we've peaked right if we get to any of these people (laughs) guess what we're at we're at the max everybody we're at the max so Mike uh, what do you want to do first do you want to do the comedians or you want to do the musicians first uh, let's do musicians. okay all right so listeners yep. for musicians, I went just all time. these would be people that have just dominated the music world for my list that there is no hmm. chance in nope. we are going to get any of these people on the <laughs> show but that's who I went with so Mike, I'm not going to put okay. them, I'm not going to put them in order because that would be too hard to choose but I'll go ahead and give you my first my first outcast okay oh that would be awesome yeah and that would be both members right so we get big mm-hmm. boy and andre on the show together of course just uh, yeah. just the unadulterated duo getting both of their sides talking music talking at aliens talking you know southern playlistic, just all of their albums oh my god that'd be amazing the basically yeah, that would be a
1: great interview the
0: creators of dirty south hip hop like just yeah and th- lots of history the best at it too in my opinion the best mm-hmm. to do it just oh mm, yeah. it'd be awesome i that that would be up there for music all right you're 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 uh third for music so i don't I, there's no order here mm. um
1: that's fine I have like no i no order i don't have and an order. i also have like four uh bands and also they're not totally uh unachieved like it wouldn't be impossible to get them on the show or at least i it wouldn't be it might not be easy but it wouldn't be impossible well i better get a Um, pen ready
0: to actually write these down
1: so i'm gonna skip the so one of them was chaos in the cbd but i think that's a really indie like house band yeah (laughs) but those guys those guys rock it out they've got some some songs where are just some some yeah some songs where i'm just like man this is these guys have tapped into human the human uh, you just, the musical you want to you want to see their is. song creation process i'm just like how do you guys make music yeah. how do you got how are you guys so cool <laughs> all right so the the other one uh, so i guess my number 1 or the first one that i had other than those guys would be offspring ah the offspring yes the offspring yes yes, yes. oh man yeah. i like that.
0: yeah that's a that's a that's a classic uh, '90s right there, man. I remember
1: first CD ever was The Offspring uh, Americana, I, th- I believe was
0: the uh, title of the album. Uh, Sweet. That wasn't the that wasn't Offspring's album that I got uh, originally. Smash. Smash was the one uh the, Smash
1: was a good one. That was that, my second album actually, but that was their first. Yeah, first that
0: segment. was the one with yeah. the uh with the skeleton on the front. And that was yeah, that one uh was the first yep. one I got and it was uh it was rocking, man. I uh, Yeah. I uh you know, got to keep them separated, man. Come out and mm-hmm. play and love that jam. That was that was yeah. awesome. Um okay. All right. I think offspring. I've sent. I think I've sent an email to uh, Offspring. I, actually, I, I want to say uh, I'll check during the break. Um, number two for me, Mike, Don Henley from the mm. Eagles. Right? Yeah, Don Henley. Don Legendary. Henley. Just I mean, his lyrics are so amazing. His solo stuff too. Like when you look at like Boys of Summer, and you mm-hmm. you you look at the Age of Innocence. Uh, leather and Lace with Stevie Nicks. And ju- just, I mean, just some amazing stuff, Mike. I would I would definitely want to chat with him. And he'd probably yeah. h- hate it. That's he doesn't okay. look like, I mean, every interview uh, I've ever seen with him, he usually looks fairly irritated. And mm. I get it. He, he seems to be, you know, sort of, he seems to be that true to a degree like introverted artist that wants to make his music, put it out there, and he doesn't really want to interact with too many people afterwards he's like oh you're gonna make me talk about this okay. uh, interesting I thought he would be the opposite I've, like I've, you know I've only seen
1: the documentary but uh, it seems like he would be really like enthusiastic to do interviews
0: I, I, that I don't he know. Did. yeah and I don't I don't, I don't catch that in most of that. those interviews it's like mm. I mean maybe yeah maybe if we could like let him know this is gonna be good. All right, Ben's not gonna waste your time. <laughs> All right, he's gonna he's gonna really dig into this. All right, he loves he loves your tunes. I don't know, maybe maybe. Mike, you're number two. What do you got?
1: Uh, the second one I have listed here was uh, I think I texted you this starting line.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. well we might be able. To, uh, I'm not making any promises, listeners. This is, I don't want to jinx it. We'll just yeah. say we'll just say they could possibly that that that's doable. That's yeah, doable. Yeah, doable band. Yeah. Uh, Those guys are awesome. My number one, not doable at all. Nope. Never happened in a million years. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Mm. Uh, Lead guitarist, lead singer. uh, Obviously, uh, have done pretty much everything there is to do in music. Have gotten every single award. Have played every single place have inspired every single band since they came out like yeah just and and Jimmy is definitely not what I just said about uh uh Don Jimmy gets excited about music you see him like I've talked to several people about that the uh the it might get loud documentary watch that and just him talking about music he just lights up and he's just like, oh, what are you doing? There? And he like, he, and you're like, you're Jimmy Page, you're the f- master of the guitar. Like you, you, you should be like, oh, I don't need to know about that. But like everything, he's just like, oh, yeah. t- tell me more. I want to get in on this. Like, he just seems like such a good time. And Robert Plant's just uh, the one of the best singers of all time. So yeah, yeah right there, right there, Mike. Your last band.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and squeeze two in here because I did list, uh, well, I actually listed five bands. Okay, so uh, it would be in no order. Motion City Soundtrack. Okay. um, And
0: Atmosphere. Atmosphere. I'm just going to leave this one at that might be doable, Mike. Yeah. That might be very doable. Uh, We might be in correspondence. I'm just gonna say With who? Atmosphere. Say what? That may be. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it, Mike. So I'm not gonna say anymore. I'm not saying it. But uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, we're gonna move on. We we're running out of time on this. But I decided not to go with uh, comedians. Uh, I went with all entertainment. Okay, Okay. I let you stick to the comedians because that is your specialty. That is what you do. So I said, you know what? Mike's going to tell me what comedians would be the ultimate. I'm just going to go, and I think you can choose. Mike, uh, right now, if I told you I could get anybody in the entertainment industry, who do you think it'd be? Hmm. Who do I think it would be? Yeah, give give me one. In the entertainment industry, if I said, for this show, who am I going to get? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> not, not comedian. Okay, Anybody not in comedian. entertainment.
1: Anybody in entertainment that would You're
0: serve asking? this show. Oh, like I mean Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Number okay. one on the list, T B, would yeah. come on this show. And 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 as the listeners know, we've tried. And we're gonna keep trying. We okay? We're gonna keep we're gonna make sure our schedule lines up. And we're going to get TB on the show. And it's going to be magical. And he's going to love it. And who knows? Maybe by that time, he will become a comedian, too. He's Mm, multi-talented. Who who knows? Who knows? Mike, give me your number uh, three uh, comedian there. Or, well, if you don't have him
1: in a line. So, yeah. So this is going to be a, um, a blend of comedian and musician, but it would be Reggie Watts. Oh, nice. And Reggie Watts.
0: Reggie Watts. I think I, awesome I reach out to Reggie. I do want to say. Mm-hmm. Now, we had Goon on the show, and Reggie Watts is actually a big, like, a supporter of goon yes! he, he actually got them started and he was like promoting them that was like his main deal so we've got an end to reggie watts that could happen that could happen cool. again um mike number two who do you think else in the entertainment industry for this show number two
1: who else well i mean obviously leonardo dicaprio if there's another guy yeah
0: Number two, Leo, that would never happen. We all know it. He's a very personal guy. He does not mm-hmm. like doing anything outside of his wolf pack. I'm going to have to infiltrate the wolf pack, get a necklace, talk him into coming. I'll be like, Leo, you can't let me down. So true. Necklace, bro. Mm-hmm. We're, we're wolf buddies. Come on. Wolf buddies got to stick together, bro. And then yeah. he'll come on the show. But until then... Probably no Leo, but that's I think a, if you had some kind of
1: climate change climate awareness true. angle, I think he would be. Uh, that's true.
0: That. If I if I get Greta on here and I get a couple other big, yeah. uh, you know, get a couple of big uh, climate folks, yeah, that's good. That's good angle, Mike. Got to work the mm-hmm. angles, and yeah. I mean, I believe in that. I don't want the world to turn into a fireball, so you know, no I, I can get behind it. So there we go. Yeah, uh, Mike, you're you're uh, you're you're number two here.
1: Uh, I would say Dimitri Martin would be mm. an awesome interview. Yeah, Dimitri Martin.
0: I, I've never actually heard him interview. Is he awkward? Is it like a stand-up, or does he just sort of switch into, like, you know, hmm. normal combo? You know, I don't know if
1: I've ever listened to his interview. I've read his interviews before okay like in magazines and stuff i don't know if i've actually watched an interview with him though
0: i feel like the persona leaves i'm just guessing but i feel like that you know the on-stage presence changes i think it's a
1: i think it's a mix of his of how he is on stage and uh what his actual because he's very analytical yeah and i think that comes across in his interviews as well
0: that would be that would be pretty hard. Get I feel like that'd be harder than Reggie. He's pretty he's pretty solidified. Yeah. Pretty up there. I think that'd be a hard one. Uh,
1: yeah. So comedians, I didn't do. Uh, the comedians would be out of reach. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the
0: I, uh, r- <laughs> I don't. So th- much, I don't. Th- I don't think Reggie is out. Like I yeah, said, yeah. Reggie don't think I...
1: might be uh, potential.
0: Um. Okay. Last one for me. What do you think, Mike? This one. This one could go. We've we've talked about a couple of people, but what do you? Who do you think? Matthew McConaughey maybe. Nailed it. <laughs> Merc really? attack. Yes. I yeah. it was down. And honestly, if I'm being real, <laughs> I would probably like if if I had a choice and we haven't talked about him nearly as much as those 3, but I would probably rather have Paul Rudd than probably Leo just because mm. Paul seems just so affable. He just seems mm-hmm. so likable and just such an easy person to talk to. And Leo, I feel like I would offend him with, like, three-quarters of the things I said. And he'd look at me like, I want to murder you, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas Paul would just be like, look at us. Just look at us, you know? (laughs) Like, it'd just be a good time. Like, Uh, so, honestly, but Mac Attack, let's be real. Who doesn't want to talk to Mac Attack? like. You just want to sit back. I want to get him a cigar. I'm not gonna smoke the cigar. I'm gonna watch him smoke nope. the cigar, and we're just gonna sit there, and he's gonna blaze cigars. I'm gonna have some lemonade, and we're gonna watch the day go by as we you wouldn't chat. smoke a cigar with
1: Matthew McConaughey, to talk to you. If he lit chew- one up. It's like I, I might chew on it, you know. <laughs> a, I don't know. Okay. I'm not.
0: I'm putting it in my lungs. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for you. No way. Uh uh. Well, you're
1: mm-hmm. just supposed to put it in your mouth, though. You're not supposed to inhale it.
0: I, I don't care. I don't want don't want don't want that smoke anywhere close to the the uh, the upper respiratory tract. I got you. Um, That's fair. Mike, you're number one. What's the number one comedian we got to get?
1: I kind of gave it away there, but it would be probably Jerry Seinfeld, if not Dane Cook. So there's a there's a tie for first,
0: Dane Cook or Jerry Seinfeld. I know Those you got a huge awesome. huge love for Dane, and I definitely oh, yeah. think I think I think both of them would be amazing conversation. I mean, they're they're both very. I mean, yeah. You know, Jerry had his show forever, uh, you know, comedians in cars. So, mm-hmm. and he was obviously very good at changing. Styles depending mm-hmm. on who it was, you know, and oh man, I love the one when he did that with uh when he did it with Obama. Did you see that when he went out with Obama yeah, that was in the a, car? Uh, that was a fantastic interview. Yeah, that was and great. And it's more that you're just like, God, that guy is so smooth. Obama, Jesus, yeah. he's a he's a smooth dude, you know, just so cool. But yeah, Mike, I've got bad news for the listeners. In the near future, we don't have any of those people. Uh, <laughs> At least in the next couple of weeks. And with all of mine, I'm not sure that we'll ever have any of those. Mike's more (laughs) obtainable for the majority of them. But I can promise everybody this. It's not going to stop me from trying, Mike. Yeah. I'm going to put the A in for effort, listeners. It's going to happen. All right? And until then, until we get some of them, we need to focus on this show. The here and now, Mike. Yes, the here and now. Are you re- are you ready to fire it up?
1: Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Five.
0: All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. We got just off into the future land there. Way too much. We, we just we're rambling on. Sorry, listener. Sorry, Mike. We have a fantastic guest uh, today. We have the uh, Gideon King. As uh, I gave you a precursor of this fella. Just a super interesting life. He starts out, uh, plays the guitar, goes to college for English, graduates from uh, a degree with English from Northwestern. Very nice school. um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, is playing pickup basketball where some rich dude tells him, Hey, you want to get cool stuff like I got? Go to uh, go into the finance world, and he's like, "All right," Word. and he goes in the finance world, and he makes millions of dollars. And then, you know, after the finance world, he's like, "Hey, you know what? That guitar thing that I've loved my whole life, I should go back to that." Huh? And he starts the guitar again, and now he's he's rocking, he's making music, uh, and uh, he's he's gaining he's gaining the listeners, and he's making mm. some really good music with some really good artists. Super impressive. Nice. Um, but first, we need to start where we start, Mike. Birthday suit, Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mike. I am excited because I think you've got three for three this week. All right, cool. And I, I think we don't even have to do like a full uh, like bio on all of them. I think I can get it with just like one thing that they've done, and you'll you'll know. All right. Um, well, we'll see. So right now you're at forty-five and three-fourths out of eighty-four. So I think we can end this with forty-eight and three fourths out of eighty-seven. I think we can do that. So here we go. The first one, Mike. Here's the clue. Miscongeniality.
1: Hmm. Sandra Bullock.
0: Boom. There it is. Nicely done. One nice. for one, Mike. One for one. I was in between. I was thinking, uh, miscongeniality or Blindside and I was like yeah, there's other folks in the Blindside because Blindside was her most popular movie uh I that's get her
1: and Julia Roberts confused I was like why not hook Tinkerbell but uh it's like a totally different
0: person <laughs> Julia Roberts man I could <laughs> I could see it I could see it although uh you know Julia Roberts has got that that big old mouth what She's got the big old smiley mouth you know Sandra yeah. Bullock doesn't have doesn't have that mm-hmm. that huge smile That's Mm -hmm. that's the giveaway. And, of course, the hair is, you know, Sandra's dark, dark brunette. But anyways, she's born in 64, Mike. She actually lived most of her life in Germany. Uh, She went to East Carolina for college. Then she went to New York to become an actress. One of her first films uh, was uh, Demolition Man uh, with uh, Sylvester Stallone. She's in Time to Kill, uh, Speed with Keanu Reeves, Hope Floats. And then, of course, Miss Congeniality, Crash, Miss Congeniality 2, The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds. Great then movie. The Blind Side, uh, which was her, like I said, highest grossing film. Um, and yeah, most recently she was in the movie uh, The Unforgivable in 2021 and then Bullet Train with Brad Pitt in 2022. A hmm. couple side notes on Sandra B. there. Uh, she has a property in New Orleans. Didn't know that. It's one mm. of the places she lives, New Orleans. Cajun Queen, Mike. Mm. Did not know that. Yeah. And then Weird. two, just we just mentioned him. She dated Matthew McConaughey back in the day. Mm. Yeah, Mac Attack and and Ryan Gosling. Really? Yeah, pulling heavyweight, Sandra Neat. B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Ryan Gosling, this is pretty wild. Sixteen years younger than her really yeah I did not, oh my Lordy pulling the old Leo move right there pulling the Leo move getting the young bucks wow. yeah yeah so happy birthday to Sandra she's turning Sandra I keep going back and forth it's Sandra, Sandra. it's not Sandra yeah it's Sandra <laughs> uh Girl, come on. happy birthday to Sandra she's turning 59 Mike 59 wow. yeah wild wild all right Mike are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Doc G.
1: It's now time for rip from the headlines.
0: Mike, interesting story here out of complex Jada Kiss. You know Jada? Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty famous rapper. Early two thousands came from the group oh, yeah. the Locks. Um, he was doing an interview with uh, Adam uh, Adam Friedland, and uh, Adam asked him uh, Kanye, aka Ye goes by ye nowadays right i think it's uh, yay yay Do we okay yay um whatever uh a one syllable y-e uh he had been doing uh he asked him about uh kanye he said you know h- how how's he been doing lately and jada said quote i've met like five or different uh five or six different kanye's the first four were awesome The last two were a little bit, Uh, and that's that's how he ended it.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, And I super interesting. I'm gonna go out on a limb, Mike. I'm gonna guess uh, when he started popping out with anti-Semitic comments, that'd probably be where it started to be. So true. (laughs) Like you think you think about it though, it's amazing, Mike. I was thinking about his 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 timeline, you know, of meeting six different Kanyes, and I was like. You sort of got like six different like big events that the first couple you're like, well, that's weird, but I'm okay. And mm-hmm. then at the end, you're like, okay, that's not cool. No, we can't go with yeah. that. Like first, you know, when he first gets popular, first arbitrary thing, you know, people talk at Rock Nation. He's standing on desk saying he's the best producer in, in history. No one's ever been better than him. And you're like, yeah, it's a little bit boastful, but I get it. He is a great producer. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. then next he uh, says george bush doesn't care about black people on national te- uh, television on a telethon to raise money for hurricane katrina and you're like you're probably there's probably truth to that but you know not the right venue for it maybe <laughs> think about finding somewhere else to drop that idea you know then he steals the mic from taylor swift at the vmas and you're like yeah We know what Taylor was going to probably say anyways. We're not too concerned. It's all right. It was just a crazy little (laughs) anecdote in the side of it. That's fine, right? Yeah. Then he switches over to the fashion world. He's like, I'm the most important thing in fashion ever. And you're like, eh, I don't really care about fashion. That's okay. He can say that. Then he throws on a white Lives Matter shirt. And you're like, wait a second. Hold on. We New crossed the <laughs> we we crossed a threshold somewhere here. And then, you know, and then it's been it's been downhill from here. And and that's yeah. the thing is, you know. That was that was the step you crossed, ye? And uh yeah. No, uh, Jada's not for it. But Jada also said in the interview, Mike, that uh he doesn't really believe about, you know, like intervening. Word. You know. He 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 is like you you let in the music world, you mind your business. And I was like, I, I get it. I was like, if it's in the music, I sort of understand, because the music is the art. But if they're doing it outside of the music, I think you can be like, hey, what you're doing is sort of crazy as just to let you know. Like, I feel like there's a difference between what you say in art and doing art and what you do outside. I don't know. That's just me, Mike, you know? Yeah. Mm. But regardless, Mike, uh, I got a weird story from New Hampshire. You ready for this one? Uh. Russ Russ Pierce is a New Hampshire resident and Russ is hanging out at his house in Deerfield, New Hampshire. When he hears banging at his back door, he goes to the door and finds a dude that's got his head covered. They didn't say what it was covered with. I'm guessing like a a towel or like shirts or something. I don't know. They just said <laughs> his head covered. He's got his head covered. And he's got a machete in his hand. And he said, quote, get out here. You're under arrest. Mm. Mike, I'm no expert of law enforcement, but I don't think this guy was actually a police officer. Just not police weapons or a police uh, identity. They usually don't have a standard machete. That's not yeah. the police I know, Mm-mm. at least, I've seen. No. You know? But I love I love this part in the story, Mike. In the next part in the story, it says, quote, As an Army veteran, Pierce said his instincts kicked in. He immediately ran back inside, locked the door, and called 911, and he was trying to stay calm. <laughs> Now, let me preface, listeners, by saying that's exactly what you should do in this situation. And I applaud Russ 100% for that. That is the correct thing to do. However, that's not the Army response I think of in my head. Like, when you say Army veteran, you think he's going to, like, you know, break the guy's neck and then shoot five guys in the bushes behind him and be like, (laughs) got it! Like, not slam the door and call for backup. Like, that's not, you know, uh, a little weird. So, as he's thinking of ways to protect himself in his house, a Molotov cocktail comes flaming through his window, right? Like, you know, a bottle of liquor with a... Oh, yeah, uh, I've played te- some Grand Theft Auto. I know what oh, this is. I like it. I like it, Mike. Fun, Good.
1: Fun weapon in Grand Theft Auto. And
0: they and they say you don't learn from video games. No way. Totally learn. And in Russ's words, he said, quote, that's when the room caught on fire. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I can mm-hmm. see where that would come from. Uh, luckily, Mike, authorities arrived just a few minutes later, and the attacker uh, fled on foot. He fled on foot. And when the police caught up to him, he informed the police he was, quote, FBI. Hmm. Nice, one step ahead of him, Mike. He was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm not. De- I'm not dealing with regular folks now. I got to up it. I got to up it to federal enforcement now." Here we go, uh, Russ. When asked about the situation, he said he's grateful no one, including his family, was hurt. And said, "Hopefully he'll uh, he'll get the help he needs," referring to the guy that attacked his house. And he said, uh, "We can all move on from this ourselves." And I gotta say, salute to Russ, Mike. Yes. This dude is awesome. I mean, like most of America would be like, "Yeah, I shot the guy in the d- fifteen times for stepping on my property." I'm glad <laughs> he's gone. You know? We're and in Russ, New Hampshire, w- we're in New Hampshire, not Texas. <laughs> hey. They, they exist in <laughs> New Hampshire, too, Mike. Sadly, they exist there, too. But Russ is like, we just de-escalated the situation. My family's safe. No one was hurt. Great. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Russ, we salute you for that. Yeah, Fantastic, we Russ. That is fantastic. Mike, real quick before we go to break. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk still haven't fought. Wham. Um, mm-hmm. But... The Zuckster has been training, and he's been training for real. He's been training with two UFC uh, champions, uh, and uh, they posted for a couple of pictures post-training the other day. And I got to say, Mike, that robot is ripped. Oh, really? He is. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Up. He's got more than a six-pack going on in that picture. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. He's got a full chest, a hamburger meat chest hair going on. Wee. And then he's got a ripped six-pack. It looks like he's ready to tear through a pasty out-of-shape Elon Musk. I'm just saying, just from the <laughs> looks of it. It's just, uh, I mean, you know, it's impressive. Now, again, for huh. the record, yeah, again, for the record, listeners, the fight is stupid. The idea is stupid, but Zuckerberg is the lesser of two evils in this battle. So I got to go for it. I'm uh, I'm putting my hat in the ring. If they're fighting, mm. I'm going for Zuckster. I'm going for Zuckster, simply for his rip physique. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, yeah. He's looking pretty jacked, right?
1: He's looking. Yeah, he, he looks pretty jacked. I'm I'm saying Elon's out first round.
0: Now you, I mean, now you you also got to factor in right that could be all looks. We that could be all show no go. We don't know how it actually goes in the, you know, who knows. Maybe you get in there mm-hmm. and Elon turns into uh Mike Tyson and just starts biting him in places, you know, and stuff like Yeah, you yeah. You you never know. You never know. So, but uh, uh, regardless, just a little bit of update for everybody. Listeners, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back. But first, we are going to hear from Gideon King and City Blog. This is Turn Off the Sky right here on the Doc G Show.
2: Peel away that pretty bar. Take deep root in my soul Cause it's 2 a.m. in East New York And I'm cooking all alone We were reckless for the gods to see You spiked me to your bed And your crafty red-eyed friendships With the prowlers in my head no, I won't turn off the sky, or steal the ocean's blue. And I'm barely what I ever today, ain't that good enough for you. Well, these handcuffs, they don't fit so good. This red light lasts too long. Love and fear, and I have let dance the ceiling's a sweet song. You wrap me on the knuckles, kiss the demons on my skin. Mm-hmm. Then you drag me to the water, then you drown me for the wind. No, I won't turn off the sky. Steel the ocean's blue And I'm barely what I am today Ain't that good enough? It's 3 a.m. in East New York and I'm sleeping all alone.
0: Here on the Doc G show. You just heard Gideon King here on the Doc G show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Hmm. Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like this
1: show is a positive way to waste their time, they should please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever. They get their podcasts. It is a cost-effective way to support the show. And if the (laughs) listeners are feeling extra generous, please leave us a five-star review and and a
0: comment. We love comments. Amen. Amen, Mike. Uh, All of those things are true. We need to get the list. And uh, listeners, uh, here's the thing. If you want to hear some of those people that we just brought up, you doing that will help us get those people on the show. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because those sure, people aren't sure. going to come on the show if we have rinky-dink ratings. But if you yeah. subscribe and you uh, put a comment on there, that's why uh, we say this. Otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, it mm-hmm. wouldn't really matter. But that's what no. we need. We need your help to get those folks on the show. Yeah.
1: Hey, and Doc G, also tell them, hey, we got to let them know. Follow us on the socials. That's it. Doc G Show, that's Mike it. Charette, N and- C H A R. E T T E Charette.
0: Mike's been Mike's been getting the increases, listeners. If you want to see sort of a regular uh, video of stand up, of Mike in his zone. That's right. Doing some stand up, you can you can check it out on his social media. He's got. Re- I'll be posting clips. Regular posting clips. regular clips. Now, granted, because you guys are such vultures of material huh? and you want things constantly, sometimes he has to dig pretty deep. He has to get fairly oh, yeah. creative and be like, good lord. I'm posting bombers, folks. I'm <laughs> posting bomber videos too. They're not all
1: great. Not all
0: gems, everybody. Not but all tens. Okay. Every now it's and fun. then you get a rough five point eight out there and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That Hey, this is what bombing looks like, folks. <laughs> that hadn't reached passing. Ah uh, uh, Yeah. Been there. Been there. Mike, uh we need to thank the uh we need to thank the regulars. Those folks we that do. those those folks that have stuck with us through the stinkers, we try mm-hmm. to keep those at a minimum on this show. We try not to have. The good thing about this show, Mike, we don't know if it doesn't land, we don't hear. <laughs> we have no idea. Falls on <laughs> it falls on silence, and we're like, was that good for everybody? Was that? Nope. Everybody enjoyed that. I don't know. We'll I wait. Don't. We'll wait and see if there's comments. We'll wait and see if we have sus- subscribers. Uh, Mike, but we need to thank the regulars. Here they are. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richards, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Tom's River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Spartansburg, South Carolina, Athens, Georgia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, and (sighs) Boynton. Virginia almost passed shout out on out. that one, Mike. <sighs> that nice. was I was moving, I was trying hard. There we go. Boyton being the last uh, regular, we appreciate all the regular listeners, Mike. We need to move on to the semi regulars. Shout out! Hey, first on the semi regulars, shout out here to the four star listeners, New Orleans, Louisiana. Hey, gonna guess that's uh, Sandra. Sandra Sandra's Sandra celebrating her birthday listen to the doc G show in her uh, Louisiana mansion there we go
1: yeah that's thank you Sandra yeah
0: don't don't <laughs> listeners don't ruin it for me do not ruin this image in my head N- somebody's gonna like email us up and be like nah it's me
3: <laughs> come on bro
0: <laughs> come on uh shout out to Queen City Charlotte North Carolina shout out to Northampton England. Shout out to San Antonio, Texas. Shout out to Hole, England. Shout out Shout out to Heartland, Wisconsin. Shout out to Mount Vernon, Illinois. Shout out to Lebanon, Oregon. Shout out to Sao Paulo, Brazil. Shout out to Irmo, South Carolina. Shout out to Mandalay, Myanmar. Shout out to Newmarket, Canada. Shout out to Bend, Oregon. Shout out to Charleston, South Carolina. There we go, Mike. Shout out. There we go. Mike, uh okay. First off, uh, I got a couple stories left over, Mike. Sweet. A couple stories left over. Now this one just digs in a little bit deep. So I I don't want to actually go in this one. I just want to put this out there for the nerds that are listening, Mike. They think they might have discovered a dark star. Say what? Yes. Did you see that, it. Mike? No, I didn't. What's that mean? A star that is composed of dark matter. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah, not to get too nerdy for the listeners, but dark matter is a proposed component of the universe that we don't know about, Mm -hmm. that hypothetically it would uh, encompass about 85% of our known universe because there's Mm -hmm. something out there that skews off all of our physics that doesn't interact with the electromagnetic field that doesn't follow the current rules of gravity. So it's gotta be something that we don't know about. Now. It's pushing the galaxies around, right? You yeah. Know, something is pushing yeah, the galaxies it, around. Yeah, and it's not in the normal way of normal matter. So we call it dark matter. Mm-hmm. Now it's theorized, that Mike, that it might be a, a subatomic particle that we don't know about, right? Something that's not an electron, a neutron, a proton. Something else that's there. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the idea is is essentially there are some stars that don't really follow, again, the physics of how a star works. So these giant stars would have much more power. A, a dark matter star could burn way brighter, way hotter than a normal star. And so they actually think they found three stars that could follow this this idea. It's wild. Hmm. Interesting. There's, there's, there's no joke here, listeners. It's just crazy. Glam. It's just, it's like we're talking about Star Trek or Star Wars. It's just wild to think about that, and it's mind-bending because you know these are billions of light years away. It's just, uh, yeah. It's,
1: and we can't measure the dark energy, so to be able to find a mass of it, I guess, is pretty wild. Yeah.
0: Thought, there's know. a lot of questions, Mike. A ton of questions, yeah. but. It would be a huge, if they can confirm that's what it is, it would, it would change all kinds of things from astrophysics. It would, hmm. it would change our understanding, because then they could start calculating things. If they knew that's what it was, then they could start calculating, basically, you know, the power of that dark matter in that star. And so then they could go mm. off of that for other things. It would tell them so much, right? Hmm. Very interesting Mike no- yeah. nothing funny I'm sorry for the people that uh, that, that, that uh, left the the uh, show that were like, what is this? What did it turn into <laughs> nerd talk all of a sudden and there's a- Mike here's let's get back on track uh, this one's out of Australia so a 29 year old tourist she was on a wildlife tour in Queensland when she saw a group of sleeping dingoes. You know dingoes, Mike? Uh, like kangaroo? No. <laughs> no. No.
1: Dogs. Oh, yeah, dingoes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. They're I just wi- go to
0: kangaroo. Wild dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, yes, kangaroo, yes. Australia. They have huge, makes huge sense. ears, right? You got pretty big ears. Pretty big old okay. ears, right? And she decided, you know what? This would be a cool time for a selfie. Nope. So she laid down on the ground beside these dingo pups while they were sleeping and takes this picture of their heads and her head, like, right together. Now, uh, the Australian authorities in Queensland Department of Environment and uh, Science were not fans of the selfie and uh, fined the lady $1,500 uh, mm. in for what they said, an extremely dangerous decision Uh was what a representative said. And a representative said she was lucky the mother of the pups wasn't nearby. Uh, could have been catastrophic. That's a fact. And I gotta say, Mike, mm-hmm. that is pretty obvious, right? It's not safe. These are wild dogs. They can't attack you. Like, they're not your yeah. pet dog. But, not to defend her, but I will say dingoes are pretty low on my list of Australian animals that scare the <laughs> <up> me. <laughs> You yeah, know? There's a lot. Uh, like, you put me in an octagon of death, and my choice is dingo or crocodile, and I'm going dingo every time. There is- uh, yeah, For sure. I'm not like, well, I think I can take that crocodile. No. <laughs> no there's way. no way I'm taking that crocodile. You put me in an octagon of death, and my choice is dingo or eastern brown snake, I'm going dingo every time. That's a fact. mm not going against that brown snake. I I know he's only got one mouth, but that one mouth hits you. You are dead. You really? are dead. Yes, this is the most poisonous snake uh, uh, they've got. Um, oh, wow, I don't know that. You even tell me I got a choice between a dingo or a cassowary, Mike. You ever seen a cassowary? No, no, I don't know what that is. They're frightening birds, Mike. They Hush. look like they look like a crazy dinosaur. So they're basically mm. like a, a emu except they got a big old bone structure on their head and just some big old talons, and they have definitely Mm. killed people. Jeez. Definitely killed people in the past. Oh, yeah. And you give me the choice between a dingo or a cassowary, dingo every time. Mm. Dingo every time. So, on the list of animals, I'm just saying, they're pretty low on the the list. I'm not going to be taking any selfies with them anytime soon, but... I'm less concerned with them than a lot of Australia's freaky inhabitants. Um, For sure. Mike, we talked about him. We need to get him on the show. Tom Brady news. TB, (laughs) what's going on? And we got to say, move over, Giselle. Tom's got a new lady. Uh Uh-oh. That's right, Mike. There has been the, the paparazzi have been going crazy. Because they have been following him and Irina Shayk, I think is her last name. Shayk. Mm-hmm. I, 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 she she uh, she in the past has been uh, um, uh, intimate with uh, Cristiano uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, mm. and Bradley Cooper. So she also pulls some heavyweights as well. Jeez. Uh, she's a, a not surprising, Mike. Uh, a model. Uh, yes. Crazy, right? Yes. But uh, this week, Mike. Irina and Tom spent the night together. What? Over the weekend. It was confirmed, Mike. Oh, my gosh. Paparazzi followed them in and saw them come out the next morning. That's right. Wow. That's right. Tom, you dirty dog.
2: Say what?
0: I say you dirty dog, Tom. Yes! That is so You really some... moved on. Woof. <laughs> Woof. And the next day, Mike he picked him up. They hung. They hung out again. He picked Irina up the next day. Picked him up in the car. He was driving a Rolls Royce, mm, nice. which like I found interesting. I didn't think he would drive his own car and it'd be a Rolls Royce. You know, I didn't see that for Tom. Like if I uh, like, I feel like if you're driving your own car, it'd be like a sports car. You know? Yeah, Rolls Royce. That's kind of like an old guy car, like an old rich guy car. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe it's like not, Tom's yeah. old. Oh, no. <laughs> wait what he's But somewhere. like an old, no, old no no no, yeah I get you, you like 85 I mean. yeah, yeah yeah like, like 80 old guy. Yeah, yeah 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 no 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 yeah Tom's driving he's driving a rolls uh double R and he's got uh he's got Irina there with him now Mike uh we've got conflicting reports on how G- Giselle feels about this mm. there are some reports that say she's happy for Tom which we all know is bullshit. she's not Oh yeah. And, and and then other reports say she's not happy at all. So, I'm going with those. I'm going with those, Mike. You know, <laughs> I'm going with those. Giselle's like, "You're holding me down, Tom. I don't like your career. It's ruining our life. F-you. I'm going out here and doing my own thing." She didn't realize the grass was greener with Tom. OK, mm. she didn't realize she's living in an Aaron effing desert now with no grass, no Tom Brady. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just bad, Mike. Bad.
1: <laughs> she's moved on from the, uh, the personal trainer. They don't
0: know. They actually put that in one of the stories that I read, Mike, was at the end. They, they don't know where that is, that, you know, as far as is that is that a thing? Is that not a thing? But I can tell you, Mike, mm. this Tom and Irina is a thing. It's a mm. thing. They they are they are an item right now, Mike. And like I said, hats off to Irina. I mean, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo, Bradley Cooper, now 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 Tom Brady. She's pulling. She's 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 working the meat market, and the meat market yeah. is high quality. <laughs> all right. It's a I mean, Bradley Cooper, but Cristiano
1: Ronaldo, I mean, that guy is, he is the most, one of the most, he's th- the, mo- the most famous guy, yeah. uh, or at least, you know, athlete. He's the most, world. most
0: followed person on Instagram. Most followed yeah, guy. I was going to say, he's, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of fun. On Instagram, and his body looks like it was chiseled for an effing statue. Uh, yeah, it, seriously. It's ridiculous. If I were Lionel Messi, I'd be so about him i'd be like i'm the better soccer player come on this dude just looks yeah. like a greek god who cares geez watch me do some soccer regardless anyways hats off to both of them tom get yeah. out there get it if you want to come yeah. on the show give us a little bit of update let us know we'll be happy to have you on no here for you no biggie. Yep. no biggie no biggie no pressure no problem at all no pressure But, Mike, we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back with none other than Gideon King here on the Doc G Show.
4: show because sometimes you need something playing in the background every wednesday at 7 p.m on 99.5 fm spinnaker
2: this is 95.5 spinnaker radio wskr lpfm unf jacksonville
0: Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are super happy to be welcoming a fantastic guitarist and songwriter, Mr. Gideon King. Gideon, how are you, sir? Man, uh, I'm pretty good.
5: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Now, um, I noticed on your on your social media, big question here, uh, we just had Josh Todd on uh, the show from uh, Buck Cherry, and he's a big tennis fan. And, uh, I saw that you're a pretty big fan of tennis, at least specifically Roger Federer. You, uh, you had a little, uh, you know, farewell to him there on your social media. Uh, do you have a a dog
5: in the, in the Wimbledon fight? Man, you know
0: what? It's like
5: Novak's playing Carlos, um, in the final. Yeah. And Novak, Novak plays, it's like, it's, it's not even about tennis. It's like he's fighting for a country, um, the guy is like imbued with like this indomitable spirit and so um i'm kind of thinking that um i'd like to see him not win uh and i'd like to see i'd like to see carlos win because he's got the youthful spirit he's the next generation but you know if i had to bet my one of my guitar fingers on it which i i don't want to bet one of my guitar fingers on but if i had to i would He'll probably take the edge over Novak. I mean, I, I would I would give
0: Novak the edge just because that dude is a beast. He is. He is. I um I I I, I would normally go with Alcaraz, but I was watching his coach. You know, before this uh, tournament, and his coach compared him. He said he's some mix of Federer, Nadal, and, Djo- and Djokovic div- uh, combined, and I was like. Yeah, that's that's big
5: talk man like i mean he, 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 he is he's got the spirit and the competitiveness of Nadal the speed and the physicality of Nadal he has the extension on his forehand of Roger he's got a good kick serve like Roger he comes to the net like Roger he can be consistent like Novak although no one is as consistent as Novak when Novak's at his best but best but listen i'm not a great tennis player but i know some great tennis players yeah. okay and I would say that some of these friends of mine who were some of the best tennis players in the world have quite literally said they've never seen anything like this guy. I remember in the early 90s when I saw Michael Jordan play for the first time. And it was like, who is that Who's that guy flying and like, you know, stepping on people's faces, to dunk over their head. And you were like, you know, it's like every once in a while, you know, um, a Beethoven comes along in sports and uh, it may just be that Carlos is one of these these Beethovens, and and uh, we'll see. Though he's got to prove himself; he's got a long way to go. And it's such a physical sport; he could get injured. And uh, you know, man, I love it all. Um, I love it all.
0: Well, well, I mean that that's the thing with me with him is is he definitely you can see the talent, but it, it's oh, yeah. it's the it's the consistency. Like you know, that's what, oh, yeah. when when I heard him say when I heard his coach say that, I was like. Okay. To to outpace right. those three guys combined, he's gonna need to win the next uh Grand Slams until twenty forty or so.
5: So yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He's gotta do he's gotta do no injuries. Well not no injuries, he's gotta limit injuries, he's yeah. gotta stay mentally fit. He can't get rich and buy a Porsche and crash it into a tree or beat up his friend or his girlfriend <laughs> or do all these things that, that people do when they get once you have success and money, you know. You immediately make at least a good faith effort to destroy yourself. So we had, he's got to get he's got to get past that. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of challenges. You know,
0: very true, very true. Well, let's. Uh, I uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 with you. I I'm gonna say I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking Djokovic is gonna win, but it's gonna be close. It'll be close. It'll oh, yeah. no doubt it'll be a it'll, oh, yeah. it'll be a good final. Um,
5: there ain't there ain't nothing obvious about the outcome. <laughs>
0: Well, let's, uh, let's talk about music. Um, I, you know, going back into your past uh, musical family, your older brother is a fantastic uh, jazz piano. Uh, and I was thinking about this. Um, you know, I have an older brother. It's about the same age difference as you and your brother. And, um, you know, if my older brother was playing jazz piano, I think I'd probably want to learn how to play jazz piano. Now, obviously, you're not playing jazz piano so so why why not the same road as your brother why did you decide to, to take a different route I
5: mean that's you know that's an interesting question for me when I heard my brother playing mm-hmm. the open architecture harmonically of jazz and the 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 freedom of it but within a technical construct you know when I was like Seven and he was 12 and and he was he was a prodigy i mean he was he's, he's great this is a great piano player mm-hmm. okay this is not this is not just a keys guy this is a great piano player yeah and so um and so when i heard that it wasn't so much about saying i want to play piano or i want to play guitar it was about sort of this this mystery that was sort of plunked down in front of me And uh, the mystery was all of this spirit and all of this math and all of this harmony. And um, on the one hand, my brother was doing that. And on the other hand, my sisters were sort of Mm hippie-like. And they were listening to Neil Young and Richie Havens and Linda Ronstadt and you name it. And um, there was a piece of guitar lying around our home. And uh, I just started... Picking up that guitar and playing these little chromaticisms and things like that, listening to my brother, and then my sister was like, "Don't play jazz. Just you know, you just learn to play this one Neil Young song." And so, like you know, those were like the first songs I learned to play were like strumming D, C, and G on Neil Young song. It's a great song. Neil Young, yeah. genius. I love Neil Young. Um, and so, I would say the mere physical presence of a guitar uh, was um, was part and parcel of that. And you know as much as I love my bro like kids at the age of 7 8 9 10 11 12 they're always individuating and so you know if, if you're if, if you're my older brother or sister and you're playing violin maybe I'll play cello yeah and if you're playing and if you're playing guitar maybe I'll play you know keys so uh here was someone playing piano and I was like cool well that's him but I'm me and I'll play guitar you know I'm sure there was a it wasn't conscious, but I'm sure there was at least an unconscious element of, indi- you know, sort of the, the, the force of, of willful individuation mm-hmm. at, at work. And um, and also, I love guitar music. Jimi Hendrix, Peter Frampton, Pat Metheny, John Scofield. I, when he had friends over who were jamming and guitar players came over, it's just this cool, mysterious wooden box with strings making weird noises. It was a lot less... Precise than a piano in a lot of ways,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and uh, I just thought it. Man, I just thought it looked cool. Uh, the guitar, and so yeah. just start, just started fiddling with it, and then slowly got more, a little more formally trained at it. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's that explains why I, why I took up guitar. I guess.
0: Well, now you're yourself taught, uh, obviously, like you said, you for the most part you took some lessons later on, um, and that always interests me as far as being self-taught pre-internet because you know there, there's a difference now saying self-taught than there was uh prior to the internet yeah. because like now yeah you know you got everything out there you you, you can yeah. self-teaching is really having a thousand coaches out there at your fingertips um yeah and, and i've had some great Guitarist on the show, great uh, rock guitar players on the show: Phil Collin from Def Leppard, Steve Vai, Doug Aldridge, um, and, and and all good players. They talked about you know this idea of being self-taught, and it, and it's this sort of idea of back in the day of you know were you were you the guy putting uh, like uh, quarters on top of the needle on the record, slowing it down so you could hear it and just like. Guessworking working your way through the chords and guess-working your way through the notes?
5: You know, I'm still teaching myself. And every great guitar player, that sounds like some cliche where you talk to like a famous person, they say, well, I'm still learning. But you know what? I am. And you know, I, I had a talk with one of my dear friends who's one of the world's great jazz improvisers, John Scofield, the other day. And, and he's one of my dear friends. He's on one of my recordings. And he and I were talking about some harmonic stuff. And he was saying, wow, that's cool. I got to go check it out. And I know he was going to go obsessed over it for hours and hours. So I guess what I would say is I'm always self-taught. I'm always self-teaching. I currently do study all the time. Mm -hmm. There's guys who've worked out some crazy pattern-oriented stuff, harmonic stuff. I'm always taking lessons. I'll take lessons till the day I die. I'll teach lessons till the day I die. I mean, Meaning it's an endless exploration, but at a young age, There were resources to self teach. They weren't the internet where you can snap your fingers or go on chat GPT and say, how many, you know, what are the arpeggios inside the diminished scale and which ones are symmetrical, upper, minor, third. Okay. Like you can do that on chat on the internet now, and it's literally, it's, it's, it's like having a, sa- a thousand musical waiters and waitresses waiting on your learning process. Mm-hmm. However, back then, while you didn't have the wait staff to extend that analogy, you um, you did have books. The book of Neil Young's songs. Mm-hmm. The book of, uh, you know, the real book, okay? Um, you know, A minor 7, one way or the other, you'd look at a real book and it would say, play A minor 7 on this jazz standard, and you could figure out what an A minor 7 was like a junkyard dog from somewhere. I could ask my brother, I could talk to a guy on the street, and eventually you gather enough basic knowledge mm-hmm. to begin to accelerate your knowledge of harmony and things like that. And so um, you had to be a little bit more of an aggressive junkyard dog mm-hmm. back in the day. And I would say I was a junkyard dog in learning. Um, and I would say I, it was both a benefit to me and a disbenefit in the sense that there are there were certain things and remain certain things that I'm deficient at. Um, and then there's other certain weird things that I can do that other people cannot do. And so like everything else, your path comes comes with um comes with positives and, and, and negatives, you know, like 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 everything else. Now at this point, I've taught myself so much and I've studied with so many killer virtuosos that like I could teach a jazz class. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would never want to, but I could in many respects. So, you know, it's easier nowadays. But if you were a junkyard dog, you could do it back then too. You yeah. know, you, you read the history; of these composers in the in the you know one great composer is Torrego. Okay, the early Spanish composer. I mean, he was just a gypsy. He left his parents, was running around the world playing on the streets, but he was teaching himself, and so he was an early junkyard dog. If you know yeah. what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, to- talking about influences uh as far as your influences in that music I I I think it's almost impossible to look at your review and not see Steely Dan. I uh yeah. I, I, I hear it all the time, I see it all the time, I hear you talk about him all the time. Now I I love Steely Dan um but I will say I'm totally sort of the commercial Steely Dan. If you ask me what yeah. my favorite Steely Dan album is, it's it's Can't Buy a Thrill. It's I I just I mean, Do It Again, that's a, Dirty Work. Yeah. I mean, Reeling in the Years. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna guess that's not your favorite album. You know what?
5: It was every album of Steely Dan has been my favorite album at some point. Let me put it that fair. Way. Fair. Um, I'm a I'm a Dan drug addict. <laughs> Um and and so and so even on can't buy a thrill song like bro- songs like Brooklyn or fire in the hole mm-hmm. you know, or dirty work and go back you know go back you know, do it again sorry they weren't as fusiony or as jazzy right but there was jazz and jazz harmony lurking around inside that album mm-hmm. waiting waiting to get out and waiting to express itself once they became more well-known and successful i love that album but steely dan was in fact and i'm like a broken record it's like i don't know why anyone would invite me on a podcast ever again because they're like what do you like and i'm like "Steely Dan," and it's like okay he said that <laughs> already. but 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 i guess i guess what i would say is the the intersection to sit at the nexus of rock, jazz, and complex harmonies, and yet some really cool hooks and those crazy, perverse, abstract lyrics and stories that they told. Man, for me, it's like liking an author like Faulkner or Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I just think they're the greatest. I love them, and and I'm not the only one. Okay, like. This pretty well-known guitarist I was hanging with on the phone the other day, mm-hmm. he basically said, like, Dan Dan's the beginning and the end for me when push really comes to shove. They wrote the book on certain types of music. So I love all kinds of music. But Steely Dan for me was the outlet for my love of both hippie music and modern music. And they also made me fall in love with the idea of the studio because the studio is a place where you can pursue mm-hmm. sonic perfection. Meaning you get a chance to do it again. And, and, and no pun intended, yeah. of course. Excuse so I'm doing it. Again. Yeah, sorry about that. But, but in, in the studio, you get a chance to do it again and again and again until you get it right. So there's kind of no excuse to leave the studio without a pretty good product. Yeah. And so um, I fell in love with the whole idea of a studio. And Sonic Perfection and, and toys and real instruments mixing with with modern toys and old toys and Steely Dan they were the masters. I mean these albums like Gaucho and, and Asia and Royal Scam, dude, those are like Sonic masterworks.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And they're not the only ones. Pink Floyd, The Eagles. I mean you know, the, the, but Steely Dan, man, they wrote the book on that. So yes, I confess to to pull out Steely Dan drug addiction
0: worship. I would I would say your love of of Steely Dan, it, it probably surpasses my love of, of the Eagles, but I would say I'm in the same boat as far as the Eagles. To me, with the Eagles, it was like they unlocked the Matrix code of rock writing by the time they got to the long run. And it's like you said, they came to the studio with nothing, and they were just sure. like, all right, let's make an album and they did and all of the songs were fantastic i mean
5: you're so, you're so right and i'm right there with you on eagles they're like what besides jazz or classical they're right there for me. three-part harmonies mm. beautifully executed and then put all that aside great storytelling yeah. lion eyes yeah. great storytelling you know there's an otherness to steely dan's lyrics there's an otherness to, to eagles lyrics they, they they it wasn't just about how I feel because I broke up with a girl, and then she loves me, and I don't love her, and I love myself, or I don't love. Like they told stories, Desperado, and Lion Eyes, and obviously Hotel California, and and so many, you know, witchy, you know, um, uh, I mean, just so many great, great um, uh, stories. And 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 that is something I really respect in lyric writing, and it's really important to to get outside the self because there is a world outside our own little feelings and our self indulgent little feelings. So, man, I got to tell you, I'm right there with you on the Eagles. And I saw him live. By the way, apropos of this discussion, the Eagles and Steely Dan are, are about to go on tour together.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah.
5: You, Steely's going to going to be sort of opening up for the Eagles in a few shows. And the Eagles are claiming this is their last show. So you know i may have to go check
0: that out uh, that'd be i mean that'd be amazing i mean and, and even with vince gill and loss of glenn fry i mean everybody that i've heard you know see them perform since glenn fry uh passed away has said you know they they've done They're an amazing I mean, job and
5: i saw them i, I saw them recently a, a couple a few years ago um i guess it was right at the beginning of covid or right at the end of, i think was it the square Guard? where are they? something like that Mm -hmm. and uh dude they were tight they killed it deacon fry was killer vince gill vince gill has been running with them Mm -hmm. uh it was amazing they were so tight so good oh man i mean come on they're amazing let's be honest there's not a lot of bands that can live up there
0: and with with them that's always the thing that I, i love about their songwriting uh creation it's like you talked about there's multiple facets and each one of their members sort of excelled at that area wow. i mean you know it was like you had the great riffs that would usually come from felder or from walsh and they were like you know they're just random i mean you watch the documentary and he's it, talking to joe walsh about uh a life in the fast lane and he's just warming up that's just a warm-up you know hand movement that he does and they're like what's that and he's like uh yeah it's a warm-up you can have it yeah there you go and yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, they were cool. They were deep thinkers, musically. Deep thinkers in terms of life. And, um, you know, maybe we're old, or I'm old, I won't speak for you, but...
0: <laughs> you can throw me in there.
5: There's just not, there's not, there's not a lot of... There's some, and I don't want to overly generalize, generalize, but there's not that... It doesn't seem like there's that much deep thinking going on. And, and like, they were deep thinkers, you know, along with Dylan. and There's some deep thinking musicians and songwriters now, but... You Man, gotta look. Loud,
0: not. You gotta you gotta look hard. You gotta find them. You gotta you, there. There's a lot that, of stuff out there. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting back onto your your road to music. You, you, I mean, you obviously took a big detour before you actually jumped into to the city blog there, and uh, you, you ended up you, you went to Northwestern uh, for English. Uh, now that seems like a like it was sort of like a major pick of like yeah I've heard of English let's go with it was that the type of vibe or
5: you know what I got to college and I was just sort of a kid like everybody else and uh, I thought I was super cool and I really wasn't um, and and I and I uh, was trying to sort of find my way and amidst mm-hmm. the great confusion of life um what i discovered was that the english english major was really because i wrote pretty well and i could spend a lot of time playing guitar and pick up basketball in the courtyard and uh doing stuff and so i ended up having jobs at northwestern and doing stuff I, to be honest i didn't study very much um and uh and it was cool it was fine um and one way or the other, I graduated uh, and I, I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do. I didn't know if I was gonna try music or be a lawyer or be a go work. I mean, I, I, I thought maybe I'd be a criminal defendant or I thought maybe I'd be a criminal prosecutor or I thought, you know, maybe I'd just be a criminal. I'm not sure, I like, so you know, I wasn't sure what the f- I was gonna do, you know?
0: Well, I, I heard you, you've, I've heard you mentioned before as far as the basketball. And, um, I mean, did you ever think, you ever think like, I'm going to drop out, I'm going to get drafted by the Knicks, this is going to happen, it's going to...
5: (laughs) No, no, because I suck, no, because I (laughs) suck at basketball, so it's hard to play pro basketball, college, or even great high school basketball when you suck, so, um, it's a slight impediment becoming well-known as a basketball, if you stink, Mm -hmm. um, so, uh... So, yeah, so um, that was not that was not in the cards. Um, you know, one way or the other, weirdly enough, I ended up working on Wall Street for a while. I know that's not very cool to mention as a musician to say you worked on Wall Street. Like, I've probably just been canceled by 5,000 followers as I
0: said that. <laughs> but. Well, before well, before I get to the detour on Wall Street there, uh, I'm, I'm guessing since you, you were born and raised in New York, you are a, uh, a Knicks fan.
5: Oh. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, I, yes I am.
5: If you want me to have psychological trauma from this podcast, you're succeeding by me- by mentioning that. The Knicks are uh, one of my great loves. There you go. Um I think that the last time the last time they won a championship, I think I was 3 years old. Um and I'm not 3 anymore. I'm a lot older than 3, roughly 50 years old. Well, than I, w- I was
0: um, I was guessing you probably did not really remember that championship. But y- you remember then, the then we had a, the nineties?
5: Yeah. All I remember is Patrick Ewing getting abused by a team in the seventh game or whatever if that if it was. And then all of a sudden, the game turns off and they show OJ in the back of his truck, <laughs> and 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 OJ's sitting there. He's got a gun to his whatever it was, and I'm missing the game and I'm thinking like I just want OJ to shoot himself so I can get back to watching the game. I don't care about OJ right now and like and and you know. Um, and then of course they lost anyway. So between OJ and that but the Knicks are just meant. It's the greatest basketball market besides LA in the country. Yeah. The Knicks should the Knicks should be a better team. Um they're but, getting there. I mean,
0: made it yep. in the second round. Yeah, but
5: they're, but their best but their best player is their biggest impediment to winning a championship. Uh yeah. Yeah. He's I, not a He's not a champ. He's not a championship winner. He's a really nice guy, and he works really hard, and he's a good player. But he's not a serious decision maker with two minutes left, and he's not a serious guy to put the ball. Jalen Brunson is. Um, that guy can play. But uh, you know, but I love basketball. I mean, getting away from the Knicks, I, I love. I love hoops. I-, I think like basketball. I love baseball. I love. I love it all.
0: It's uh oh man, basketball is one of one of my favorites. I love to watch it. Uh, I mean this this whole season has been super fun. This last whole season has been super fun to me because there was so much parody. Like there's just, I mean, oh yeah, you 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 didn't. We know. also
5: got we also we also got a real lesson this season. We saw Miami almost get, you know, really almost make it. And what oh, yeah. Miami did, and they have some they have some good players, but what they did is they out. That guy outcoached everybody. On every every offensive possession, there were five touches. And and they were playing like it looked like some team in the 1950s um, playing like really good fundamental basketball. Only these guys were 6'6", run like the wind, and and were great athletes. So it was a really cool, amazingly entertaining, exciting brand of basketball that they were playing that was really unique. And I love that, and I just wish the Knicks would play that brand of basketball so they could even win a championship with this group. But they don't have a coach who can do offense that way. They have a coach who was, can do defense.
0: I so, was I was about to say uh, Tibbs, you can you can get defense out of him, and you're going to see defense. But uh, no offense, offense, yeah, it's going to be rough. And I mean, that's what I wonder sure. if he's going to hang around for that much longer. If they're gonna if they're gonna take he's it,
5: he's too good. He's too good
0: to be fired, and he's not good enough to win a championship. It's it's a sto- story of uh, the Knicks the last couple of years for a lot of things. Yeah,
5: yeah, but, yeah, yeah that's the problem.
0: But uh, I hear, actually, as far as y- your detour onto Wall Street, it was actually because of basketball. You were, you were playing pickup basketball. Dude with a nice watch <laughs> recommends some books on finance, and you go, yeah. all right, and that actually, I mean, that's a— Twenty-some year detour into a full-on finance. Longer,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just this guy, and he said you should read these books. If you, he was a real cheese ball with a big um, gold chain, gold watch, that kind of guy. He was a nice guy, and uh, he just said, like, um, I said, nice watch. I was kind of being sarcastic, to be honest. <laughs> um, but he, but he said, oh, you know, if you want to be rich, you want to watch like this and read this book and. And I did read it, and, and what was cool about it, because I never thought about business or anything, my family wasn't a business family. There were no media or big Wall Street moguls in my family. It wasn't that type of family. Right. And uh, and what I was amazed by was how interesting it was, the numbers, the, the, the constructs, the theories. And I'm into that the way I'm into to music harmony, you know? And yeah. And it really, it enthralled me. I read it and I was like, wow, this is better than not being paid at a jazz club somewhere and this is better than uh and i wasn't that good a player at that time anyway uh, to even consider myself ready for being a jazz musician so like to be honest um i just sort of right started writing letters to wall street firms and said look i don't know anything i don't have a business major i was an english major with mediocre grades um and uh one guy just said these are interesting letters come talk to me and he hired me as an assistant was paying me uh I don't remember what my salary was. I think it might have been like seventeen grand a year, um, and uh, and he hired me for that, and I worked just worked my way up. And uh, wow. you know, you may not love business, where people may criticize business, but before you criticize it, check out what some people know. There's a lot to know, and there's some beautiful stuff, really elegant mathematical. Yeah, it constructs and theories, and I'm really into that. You know, it de- I still love it to
0: the day. It depends on, yeah, it depends on where you look, for sure. Yeah, you, you have to look in the right places.
5: Yeah, well, I started, so Benjamin, I started as something called a risk arbitrage. Mm-hmm. And a risk arbitrage was such a cool business. It was like takeover trading and math and numbers and negotiation. It was really, really cool. You remember the movie Wall Street? Oh, yeah. So Gordon Gecko was like a super um, hyped up, hyperbolic, silly version of what an arbitrager was. But, but it was like that, and there was takeovers, and there was trade, it was cool, man. Um, it was really cool, and uh, I learned a lot. And uh, I would say I met as many good people and as many bad people in uh, in that walk of life as, as I have in the music walk of life. I'd oh, say sure. people are people, actually.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I, well, now, I mean, as you're going through those years of finance, you're obviously playing, you're obviously still playing guitar all the time. Were you gigging? over that time or were you just playing yourself
5: towards the, towards the later years i started putting together cds and started playing with um, some singer songwriters and getting more involved my guitar you know listen i was working such long hours there could be weeks and weeks where i wouldn't touch a guitar mm. but i was always listening i was always listening intensely and uh as i started to tire out in wall street the latter years i retired i don't know when i retired maybe eight nine years ago i don't remember but but as, as I approached those years I started I become obsessed playing hours and hours and hours and hours again in college I play like 15 hours straight a day mm-hmm. Like, I, you know it was, it was it was like it was like I was just alone in a room playing all the time. And so the same obsession redeveloped mm-hmm. and um, had to sort of regather my chops, re-remember things and or rather just remember things um, and, uh, and, and just built it up and then started I guess I can't even remember at this point. Maybe gigging or, or starting to do studio music towards the last yeah, that's right. I did produce CD and some recorded music and might have even played live while I was still out on Wall Street towards the end yeah gotcha yeah, yeah.
0: gotcha wait well, now you released the the first city blog album was 2015 and it was yeah and
5: before and yeah before that I released like a little solo jazz album but yeah yeah
0: gotcha gotcha well now the 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 city blog sort of uh, sort of modeled after the Steely Dan idea, sort of having a, a rotating cast of characters. Um, how did you jump into that first album, sort of that concept of, of City Blog? Oh, and that going... was a
5: true... Yeah, totally. That was a true Steely Dan construct. That was like... I wrote the, all the chords and I wrote all the music um, and just brought in jazz musicians to execute. And, and, and between that and Upscale Madhouse, which was the next one, God, we had John Schofield and Donnie McCaslin and Kevin Hayes and and um, Don Edwards and Greg Marais and and James Genius from Saturday Night Live band and, and CD Wonder and, 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 and uh, Daft Punk and Mark Broussard, really well-known singer. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, we had it, you name it, and it was cool. Um, and I wrote everything then, and I would say while the music was harmonically really rich and complex in some ways some of it was kind of boring because i wrote everything the lyrics and the music mm-hmm. so it was pretty flawed uh but it was it was like just jumping into the swimming pool of jazz rock again yeah. and uh wasn't there's parts of the albums. I mean that first Toon City blog I'm really proud of. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um and and the, the the duet New York is, I really love those those chord changes and the vocal performance by Mark Broussard and Grace Weber. I mean, like this it, it was really cool. Um, but you know, there's some real flaws to the recording process. And then the next one, upscale Madhouse, is more refined. And then we've released a couple of EPs since then that I think are really finely really really well I don't want people to say this guy's arrogant but I really am proud of him and I think they're good I really think they're good and, and I'm very proud of
0: him nice now, well, now we've had uh, we were lucky to have Mark on the show here and uh, he can sing he can sing uh, he's also a very interesting character how'd you uh, how'd you start working with the old Raging Cajun there
5: Oh, oh yeah Mark I just heard him sing a song uh, and I, I think it was the song "I Miss You." And I was like, "Dude, this guy has a world-class voice. It's got character. It's got rasp. He's a funny, quirky dude." Yeah. So I tried to contact him, mm-hmm. and ended up getting some some interference, meaning he wouldn't talk to me, but his <laughs> manager did. Yeah. And uh, ultimate, and sent his manager songs, and Mark was like, "Yeah, this is good stuff." And he came out and sang some songs. I uh, one, two, three, yeah. I think songs and um might still do something with him again in the future actually yeah um and uh, nice guy uh smart guy great singer uh and man he was great to have in the studio super fun and just talented as holy oh, a- and that voice oh and then ultimately his manager became my manager oh nice that works That yeah, works. Good, yeah, yeah nice guy so mark yeah just cold called him same thing with john scofield
0: he with with Mark. He still has one of my favorite stories uh, told during an interview on the show. We were uh, I was talking about his hometown. We we're talking about Lafayette. He brought up a, a po' boy sandwich place called Pop's Po' Boys, yeah. and yeah, he told me the story of first having one and bringing tears to his eyes because it was so <laughs> such a memorable yeah. sandwich, and I just. Couldn't get this image out of my head of him setting. It was. He said it was in his car, just sitting in his car, and yeah, weeping with a sandwich. And I was like,
5: "All right." He's pretty. Um. He's pretty unpretentious. Yeah. He's a pretty. Uh. He's a pretty. He. 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 is what he appears to be. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's that's a that's a lovely trait to have. For sure. And so, but and he also just It's just the voice. I mean. Yeah. You know the voice. The voice is a joke. It's just that good, you
0: know? He can he and I mean those covers are so good, all the covers that he does. Oh. So impressive. Oh
5: my god, it's so good. They're so good.
0: Um well now you, you mentioned it a little bit, uh, but since that first album and the improvement that you've you've seen in your albums. What would you say like What are some of the things that you like the most in that progress? The things that you've seen that's improved since that first City Blog album?
5: Yeah, well, you know, what I was in the early albums, I was trying so hard to infuse complex jazz harmony into the compositions. Mm hmm. That you know, it was it was sort of like when you forced. speak to someone and, and they, they they use too many big words, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and 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 they're and they're not fundamentally comfortable with it, yeah. And so that was the that was the musical equivalent. Um, the album was cool, but it was a, a bit much harmonically, and and because it was a bit much harmonically, it got a little bit meandering. And then the other thing about the improvement is that on the one hand, it's cool. To bring in all these different people yeah Uh, because you get you get so many different flavors and so much musical color on the flip side is you don't get a cohesion um that you get when you have a group of people with whom you're collaborating all the time Mm -hmm. and so you know i think things have gotten more cohesive i think things are more simple where they should be simple i certainly include other people way more in the writing process and like you know, I'm just not a musical genius. Okay, I'm not Pat Metheny. I'm not Steely. You know, I'm not Donald Fagen. You know, and so I, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so when you when you start bringing people in and make it a uh, a more collective effort, um, you get the help you need. Yeah. Um. As long as long as they're fun people and nice people and everybody's friends and we're all open to criticism, which we are. It's a really it's a night nice, really nice. Frankly, a nice group of people. We've sort of weeded out the people that that are kind of either just it didn't work out, even though they're great people, or who are just real jerk offs. Um, and so, um, and so we, we've we've done that, and it's such a, a, a cooperative, collaborative, cool thing. And so the music is better for, for that. Our yeah. piano player is a, is an absolute killer, classical, jazz, raw, you know. Pop. I mean, he's a total virtuoso. So mm-hmm. it's it's just. It's just good to have Michael Jordan, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, and, you know, Dokic and uh, Larry Bird on your team. I mean, you know, yeah. it just makes your team better.
0: Yeah, well, now, I, I was going to ask sort of that along the same line as far as weeding out some folks and sort of working with multiple folks. I was wondering, you and you brought it up before as far as sort of that idea of you coming from the finance world into music Have you ever felt some kind of hesitancy from some musicians of being like, "Uh, who is this guy?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They're just like, is this just like, you know, like there's some, there's some finance rich guys who have bands that are real. Right. And, and um, you have to play and show them your songs and you're going to, you're either going to get their respect or not. I'm a pretty good player. Yeah. uh, And I can write songs. I'm not the best guitar player on the planet. I'm not sure who is, but i'm not kurt rosenwinkle okay um and i'm not john scofield yeah okay but i can play yeah um and 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 so and so they can see that and they know that um and also just as a matter of respect like um i respect them they respect me and and their skills that i have from business that i bring to it yeah um and you know i can play guitar for sure so uh <laughs> So and and there are some really, really bad business people who start bands and pay people out and they just
0: stink, you know. Yeah. They just stink. Yeah. Uh, well now over the last eight years, uh, all of your songs have been gaining momentum, uh, as far as, you know, yeah. s- streams and, and listens and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the second most uh recent single, uh Turn Off the Sky. It's it's already your your almost your most streamed song on Spotify in just two months. Um are,
5: yeah, are yeah, you drawn in yeah, on the numbers?
0: Like, do, I mean, do you get sucked in?
5: Well, I mean, you know what? Like, in every walk of life, you get grades. Yeah. And it's like, you can't avoid getting grades. Um, and, it, you know, in, in basketball, it's how many points you score. In finance, it's how much money you make. Uh, in podcasts, it's who, who's listening, how many people are you growing, all this crap, right? Yeah. So. One of the grades you get as a musician is streams and editorial playlists. Yeah. So in the early days, in the early days, we got none of those,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and now we are getting some editorial playlists and more streams. We have some songs that have streamed a lot more than that—three or four, five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. um, Lady of a Thousand, sorry, some other songs. Um, but, yeah, this one got some playlists, and, 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 you know, it was a good release. And, no, it's not Adele, and it's not Taylor Swift, that's for sure. And it's not even Tedeschi Trucks, and it's not even Government Mule. But it's 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 getting towards, you know, some, some good numbers, some yeah. really good numbers. Um, but, dude, it, it's just very hard because, again, going to the sports analogy, we started talking about tennis. Yeah. I mean there's only 20 guys in, in, in men's tennis and 20 women in, in, in professional. Yeah. Who can make a live, who can really make a living doing it. the rest are either sponsored or whatever. Maybe it's a little more 50 to hundred. But I mean, when you release a song on Spotify, there's a hundred thousand other people releasing a song that day. Yeah. And so you're, so you're jump, you know, you're just a minnow uh, jumping in the ocean. And so, um, yes, it is gaining momentum. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are getting more streams and yes, we played a show last night, uh, Brooklyn Bowl in New York. That was cool. People are coming. Nice. Um, and I don't know. I don't know where it leads. You know. I, I hope we continue to grow. I'm very confident. We're putting out a big catalog of high, a really high quality stuff. Nice. But am I as cool as am I as cool as Harry Styles or uh, <laughs> or you know or or, or or am I like you know do I post on Instagram and and seven thousand people like it and say we love you? No, absolutely not. And that that's. Sh- not gonna happen
0: you got you, you got a, a a tough hill to climb to get to that hairy level that guy <laughs> yes. he's he's yeah. winning people over i saw the other we we talked about it on the show just the other day and in, in a concert uh, a pregnant lady was there and she asked him to name his baby and he was like okay sounds good and he named it and everybody loved him and i was like only harry styles only that guy could
5: yeah do yeah that. no i know some of the some of the things we're seeing in concerts now—it's—it's um, it's funny. My wife was just saying at dinner the other night. She was saying like, we know that like Taylor Swift, like like um, you know like like people are like like girls are having like amnesia and passing mm-hmm. out, and it's it's almost it's almost like Jim Morrison, you know, back. Yeah. in day. And, and my wife is saying, you know, and I, I don't I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I I think I think she might be right. Like that Taylor Swift is becoming like 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 some kind of oracle for young. people. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and my wife was saying how she thinks she's going to become like a life coach almost. And and, and, and it's, she's almost like morphing into that. So some of these huge artists are developing such a huge cultural and economic presence. It's kind of freakish.
0: Well, it, 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 it surprises me. It surprises me with the way, you know, social media and streaming has had such an influence on the musical business. Uh, on the music business in in a whole, you know, it's actually split it down, so it's much harder to do that as far as be that presence. But yeah. you you still now you have those couple of people, like you were saying,
5: yeah. uh, And well, and, and they well. well it, what's weird about social media is it it dilutes most of us, yeah. But for some that go viral, it, it it's like it, it, it's like a, a bomb of recognizability and presence yeah. and so it's this kind of binary thing i mean you know some people think having five thousand followers is a lot and and some people think having 200 is a lot and some people think having five million is nothing yeah so it it it's all over the place i mean i post and i do the social media but like you know i'm a grown man i'm gonna write music and play and, and make our band a great live band but yeah. i'm not going to sit around and worry worry about the millions of affirmations and dis dis disaffirmations on social media I'm I'm too. A- I'm not doing. That.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, well, I mean, as far as the good music, you've got a uh, you got a song that just came out, uh, cover of uh, "Somewhere Only We Know." What uh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. What made you want to cover it?
5: You know what? There's that band, that album actually, "Hope and Fears" by Team
0: mm-hmm.
5: is a uh, kind of a great album. It's like up there with the best U two or or Coldplay play albums, and, and, and the lyrics are great, and, and it, it's produced really well, and that song Somewhere Only We Know, just it's kind of just something about it that's really beautiful and melancholy, uh, and I loved it, and so I like to do covers every once in a while, it's fun, it's yeah. a commercial thing to do, um, it relieves the pressure sometimes to write, um, it's cool to just Slightly modify it, but still pay respect to it, but not feel that extraordinary burning burden of having to write a whole song and mm-hmm. get it done. So it's just um, it's just like uh, it's like going for a walk, not a jog, and uh, and and it's just a nice release every once in a while.
0: Getting out there, do going through the motions, feeling it, get the get the juices flowing, yeah. but not have too yeah, much yeah. intensity. I gotcha. Yeah,
5: yeah, and also I don't, I don't like to do covers where you tear it apart so much that you say, well, make it. When people say make covers your own, I I actually disagree with that. I I like, I like, I want to. If it's a great song, make it so that people know it's that song. Yes, put your signature on it. I was about to say, Um, yeah, for for sure. But you know, it's someone else's work. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's their work. Your signature should be in the background. It's, It's revisiting for fun. And for everybody else's benefit, you know, a really good piece of a really nice expression. So that's how I feel about covers.
0: There's there's always that balance. Yeah, some people, in my opinion, definitely over over edit and, and completely change it. And you lose the heart of the song. You lose what it's for. And then yeah, some I'm people that. just make the exact repeat. And you're like, well, I mean, that's cool, but you're just sounding exactly like them. So... Why, why, right, why are you doing right, that? Right, right. But um, right, right, right. Now you've got you've got an EP coming out here in a couple of months. Splinters. Um, how does this how, what How does this work compare as far as the prior work? And uh, what was the main you know inspiration of this here? So
5: splinters has five songs. And one cover, which you heard, the title "Cut," which is Splinters, is something I think that's the song I'm most proud of. Nice. I don't think it's the most commercial. I don't think it's the most commercial song. Yeah. Um. But I think it's a song. the song I'm most proud of. I really think. Um. It's. It's. It's somewhere in between Steely Dan, Pat Metheny, and Jackson Brown. I really love nice. it. And. Um. And and it's, you know that's the one I'm most proud of. You know, it's doing okay. It's got some streams, but it's. I, I think it's just this. This. This particular EP is really cohesive i think it's really well produced it's a reflection of the collaboration that we alluded to before um and it just adds to the catalog i do think it's the best stuff we've done there's a song called sterling on it Mm -hmm. which i'm really proud of i'm really proud of it lyrically and harmonically uh and again that's my favorite that's probably actually my favorite song on it it's probably not the most commercial one but it is my favorite Um, and, and so, uh, I think it's a nice mix of commercial stuff and, and, and the stuff that I really love the most. And, uh, I don't know, you know, we'll release it and I guess we'll find out how much people like it or they don't like it. You know, as they say, the market will tell you.
0: Well, I mean, honestly, that is another, one of those amazing things as far as streaming today is, is how a lot, especially younger listeners will just choose. It has no, you know, A&R, single releasing, it has no influence on them. They just find the song and that's what they like. And yeah. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know no, how,
5: there's, there's no. I'm sorry, continue on, I
0: interrupted you. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I don't know how many times I've talked to older bands that I've had on that, you know, have been recording since prior to streaming that all of a sudden one of their old songs, a uh, deep cut from an album, will just start selling yeah. and they're like, what... Why is, and people are just like, oh, they they like it. They've started listening to the song.
5: You know what? You know what? You're right. There's a random element, but there's other methods and, and the kind of, uh, what's the right word? Pathways of discovery. Uh, mm-hmm. Example. Um, yes, you're right. There's that random element where people just discover. It. But take, for example, Think, which is like the new radio. I mean, like, look at the show Peaky Blinders, yeah. which was such a big show. Okay. And Nick Cave, who's an artist his stuff was rediscovered through Peaky Blind. Yeah. Or, actually, I should have thought of this when we were talking before. Look at Dean; That song just crossed over a billion streams on on uh, on Spotify. So they're having a huge resurgence. Yeah. So, um, you know, on the one hand, it's harder and harder to, to make a splash. On the other hand, there are all these, these pathways for discovery that there weren't before. I mean, Netflix literally is like radio. I mean, actually, you know what? One of my, uh, again, um, the show The Bear,
3: mm-hmm. which
5: is obviously, do, you know, did great on, on Instagram and, and well I guess, we'll, uh, not Instagram, uh, Netflix, will win all kinds of awards, or I guess he already he has one award. But look at R.E.M. Yeah. R.E.M. is, frankly, not one of my favorite bands, but I can tell you this, I have, a, I have relatives, my wife, and many people who love R.E.M., oh, okay? Yeah. And so, I don't, they're not really my favorite band, but... They've been at some level rediscovered through that mechanism, Oh yeah. through Netflix. So, man, uh, I, I think you can just sort of try and put out a lot of really good product, and then play the game as best you can, and hope hope it works out.
0: Yeah, and you know, and 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 as long as you're putting out a good product, you just you let the the pieces fall where they may.
5: Uh, right, but, right,
0: but, right. Gideon, we are up against a break. I want to to thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, It's been a pleasure.
5: Absolutely. I appreciate your time and your interest, and let's stay in touch.
0: For sure. For sure. Listeners, make sure you check out the latest on the band at GideonKingCityBlog.com. You can follow them on social media. Right now, let's take a listen to which is Gideon's second favorite first, depending on how he's feeling. Let's take a listen to Splinter right here. On the Doc G Show.
4: This song is covered for your winter. Now beg your pardon for all I put us through. Swallow these notes, breathe in these chords before that bitter wind. For the love of God or the fear of him. No one owns a story, but me and you. I don't want inside, give me history.
2: Sorry, sorry,
4: sorry I lost some ground Feel me as I take out all your splinters Beneath the surface
0: The Doc G a show you just heard Gideon King and City Blog that is, uh, that's one of his newest singles there fantastic thanks for Gideon for coming on the show uh, big fan of the Knicks Mike you feel bad for mm-hmm. it uh, well, I, it's like I told him, he does, you know, that's, it seems to me that's what most Nick fans are, it's like they've been punished for the last, you know, decade and a half, so they just don't believe when something good is happening, and so this last year of being good in the playoffs, they're like, "Yeah, I don't think it's, it's gonna do anything, like, they just seem hesitant to believe, Mike. Yeah. You know? And I can understand that. You for know. good reason. Yeah. yeah. For sure. You know, you get that. You're an Orlando mm-hmm. fan. It's been a long oh, yeah. time, you know? And you yeah. haven't even had, you haven't had a championship like they have. At least they had a championship mm-hmm. back in the 70s. You guys, since your beginning in the 90s have just been championship starved. Just w- mm-hmm. went to the championship a couple of times. And then turned yeah. around by that, those d- Those rockets, and then turned around. Who they lose in the two thousands? Was that uh, Lakers? Lakers, yeah, Lakers. Yeah, Yeah, Kobe. Kobe got the best of them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know. uh, Hopefully, hopefully, Gideon will continue with the music. He'll get a championship out of the Knicks. Him, uh, him, and Sam can celebrate together. You know, I've been seeing, Mm -hmm. I've been seeing Sam on uh, Instagram. Uh, promoting, by the way, listener, Sam Morell, former guest of the show, uh, performing Madison Square Garden. So
1: true. Incredible. What? You get a plaque for doing that show. They get the Madison Square Garden, and they give you a uh, plaque. Yeah. That you perform there.
0: Well, I mean, and, I mean, think about that. That is a stage presence. You got... Yeah. You got twenty thousand people. You were looking around at well, not that many. It's but it's close to that. Like it, it's crazy, crazy, Mike. And uh, yeah, but he's been doing a whole bunch of advertising with it with all kinds of Knicks gear. So you know, one he wanted to be a Knicks player when he was uh, when he was young. And let's be honest, that's not going to happen. Nope. So it's good no. that he got into good got into comedy. So now he's he came in through the back door of the Madison, of Madison yeah. Square Garden. Uh Mike, thanks to Gideon for coming on the show. We need to move on to our next uh segment, which is the fastest growing segment in the world. Mike, see top 3. Okay, now Mike, we failed last week because we did not uh properly prepare ourselves, especially me. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared and I told you, Mike, we can't do this. I'm not prepared. And you were like, that's fine. Girl, come on. How about we cut this down for the next week anyways? and we get a little bit more specific and i was like mike i like it so you were like let's go with just works of art paintings right mm-hmm. and i was yeah. like easy peasy turns out it wasn't so easy peasy nope you know hmm. i had a lot there mike it took me a, a, a good while to really uh, work it out and i'm still not sure about like where they are in my top 3 it's a loose top 3 i've got several honorable mentions do you want to do the honorable mentions first or second? Um, hmm. you can do some honorable mentions. I don't
1: have any. You I'll don't just have any? My top three. Okay, yeah. I've
0: got several honorable mentions, Mike. Uh, so uh, first would be M. C. Escher drawing hands. That's the top spot. Uh, have you seen this one, Mike? It's where two hands are drawing each other. So y- you have one hand that's drawing the other hand in this circular sort of pose. It's one of my favorite of M. C. Escher. I love it. Uh, it almost made my top three, but it didn't quite edge out one of the top three. So, it's uh, yeah, that's interesting. It's like it's it's its second it's top one. spot. Uh, but then also on the honorable mention, Edward Hopper, Nighthawks so if you nighthawks is just that Ah, nighthawks i forgot
1: about that one yeah that's a good one
0: just such a good scene of the nighttime diner of the people sitting there love it Uh, i
1: found the place where i think that he he painted i found the place in new york city where it's where they suspect he painted that diner Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now yeah. they, they said there's a lot of change like he expanded the window and and whatnot in the actual
1: yeah it 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 doesn't look anything the only thing that sort of resemble the windows in the background of the painting mm-hmm. that sort of looks like some of the buildings in this area gotcha
0: gotcha. Then also, Casper uh, Friedrich, Wanderer above the sea of fog. Sweet, it's just such a. It, it's been played on so much, Casper Friedrich, Wanderer of of above the sea of fog. Uh, mm. Such a good jam nice. there, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, John Collier, Lady Godiva. Um, I love the the realistic uh, features. Of this. That's a fact. Lady Godiva on John... It's so, so detailed, man. It is insane. Uh, And that's the same with John Singer Sargent, Madam X. If you look at Madam X there, uh, John Singer Sargent, oh my gosh. Crazy, the detail there in that that portrait. Uh, Plus, she just looks so devious. Not devious, Mm. but like... There's just a question to her. Like, you know, there, there's a lot of yeah. mystery, if you will. Um, anything that Thomas Moran did, almost any landscape he painted... Uh, Thomas Moran being O M O R A N. Just all of his landscapes are just amazing. I love all of them. He's you know, he's one of the precursors to sort of Bob Ross style paintings. Oh wow.
1: yeah. This guy crushes. Just, wow, his landscapes are awesome.
0: Just love all of those. And then a very close uh with also with the MC Escher drawing hands. MC Escher uh, w- uh hand with reflection. Hand with reflection is such a cool uh um yeah drawing and then uh the last oh, one that i have hard. on awesome. honorable mention is salvador dolly uh persistence of memory i do love mm. uh do love that one the melting clocks if you will uh mm. so okay now on to our top three mike your number or well actually i'll go with my number three my number three mike leonardo da vinci vitruvian man sweet Mm, vitruvian man i need to go by eyes you know that one it's it's the one everybody thinks of whenever you think of something sort of like medicine like or just like looking at health it's the it's the guy in two different positions the sketch of a guy inscribed in a circle and inscribed in a square okay like yep it and it's it's nothing that's like amazing as far as the artwork. It's just so pivotal, pivotal to human existence, though. Mm-hmm. Like we just think so much about it, and it's just so. And it, you know, and it's like a sketch that he did pretty fast. That's the amazing thing. I just mm-hmm. love that one. Uh, yeah, fantastic, Mike. You're number three. Uh, it's gonna be Banksy, the uh, shredded
1: art. Hmm. <laughs> That shredded uh, the, the stunt that he pulled with the uh with the girl with the um, right the balloon right heart balloon yeah I like that
0: I don't know I think that's cool I like it I like it yeah um Mike my, my number two this was really hard uh and and honestly if you go back and you listen to me describing what I was gonna choose for uh I really I didn't choose exactly my number one is definitely not what I was going with but. It it elicits so much emotion, so I was like, I got to go for it. Um, my number two, though, Albert Bierstadt, Sunset in the Rockies. Um, Albert Bierstadt, B I E R S T A D T, um, is just the quintessential Western American mm. landscape maker, yes! and they're so so detailed, so amazing in those landscapes. Mm. And that when he yeah. first started painting those, people couldn't there weren't pictures. They didn't have pictures. So they saw these these images of of the west and they were like, "Holy shit. That's going on over there? That's amazing." <laughs> like wow. and they were just blown away by these paintings and they're just so they they show such a such a, a a a place. It's so amazing. It's they're beautiful, man. They are absolutely yeah. and, it, and he did a ton of them. He did all kinds of these landscapes. Sunset in the Rockies was hard. I could have chose about 20 other uh landscapes that he did, but that's just it's a it's a really, really great one. And so I had mm. to and I just love painting of nature. I mean, I usually actually honestly I prefer nature paintings more than i generally do humans even though two humans Mm. are on my uh on my top three but like i love looking at landscapes they're just i mean you know i could sit there and watch bob ross for days man just amazing i've
1: never watched one of his videos oh you haven't
0: oh my god it's so impressive mike when we get off when we finish the show go to youtube google a bob ross video and just see how fast he just creates this world, and it's just amazing, because mm. he'll just describe it. We'll put a little happy tree here. There we go. And now we're going to put a little cloud behind that. All right. We're going to just put a little stream right here beside it. Mm. And just all comes together, and it's completely like it's it's magic with a brush, Mike, because you don't see any of it coming, and all of a sudden, you're like, What? that's what you made out of those colors oh it's insane like it's just super impressive i love it and then with albert that's the thing is he just took it to another level man
1: yeah this is another level this guy
0: albert to a uh, a crazy level man
1: but uh your stat um mike you're number two wow so happy i asked you this question uh or did we did this top three. So my number two was uh, one of your honorable mentions, Dolly, Melton Clocks. I love it. Um, For me, yeah, that's like a dream. I mean, I feel like I've had dreams where I've seen this. This guy is like the only guy that I feel like has perfectly captured the dream world in his in his uh in his paintings i don't know that's just my opinion
0: and to me mike not uh, this is my opinion of you know the the idea you may you may erase the details of time in your memories but you're not gonna erase the actual memory it's gonna Mm. stay and you may see it in a different light than you normally see it in but it's still gonna be there you know that's what those clocks represent to me, and that's why it's called the you know persistence of memory, because they're gonna stay, but they're gonna be warped over time. They're gonna melt. They're gonna mm-hmm. change. They're going to change with that. Um, but such a such a cool cool painting. Love it. Yeah, it really is. Uh, my number yeah. one, Mike. Uh, sort of in that vein, to a little bit of a degree, but uh, Van Gogh, Starry Night.
1: Mm, starry night how did i not have that in my top three but yeah starry night incredible
0: just so many uh, so much so much color so much Mm -hmm. color so much flowed the way that he did those those circular strokes and it just works so well together and like i said i usually err on the side of folks like albert that have a very detailed, very mm-hmm. just expressive in the details that they have. But Van Gogh could do that with almost no detail. It was v- super, and I mean, it. you know, it made a great, great song. Don McLean, Vincent, that's what, Starry Starry Night, Paint Your Palette Blue and Gray. Like, it just, uh, uh, just mm. such a good song, such a good uh, uh, painting, and uh fun fact i don't know if this is real and i can't remember where i heard this but i want to say this is i'm gonna follow up on this mike i'll let you know um but it was what that song don mclean vincent was what uh tupac actually requested them playing when he was in the hospital dying uh mm. was he asked him to play starry starry Night or vincent uh by don mclean Ooh um i'm not sure i have to uh, confirm that one but i'm pretty sure that's true i'm gonna listen to that song either way it's a very it's a very soothing song it's a very nice Mm. song
1: uh mike what's your number one uh my number one is gonna be by
0: edward munch edward the scream ah classic yes yeah
1: the scream
0: a classic, looking like the Tales from the Crypt guy, almost. You yeah, don't know, like a like an alien or something in the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, that that's, that painting speaks to me. It's one of those that you can hear him like screaming. You can just hear like, ah, what? Like, yeah, just, you like, kind of can. Yeah, it's it, weird. Just see him with his little alien face or whatever it is, and just uh, yeah, sort of in that same vein too. You know, of uh, of Van Gogh that it's not. I mean obviously the details are not there but you get that expressive nature of it very uh, yeah, very impressive. There's
1: something about it. What is it? There's, and then the people and the, the they're like looking back at him like what is <laughs> this guy doing? It's a you crazy
0: know? screamer back I, there. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's a good one, man. It is a good one. Mike, that is our top 3, you know, and like I said for I I could have spent days just going through different paintings. Uh I mean, so many talented artists out there, Mike. So many. So many, there are. Mike, that's good art. What's your number? Or uh, what's your number? What's your uh, top three for next week? What do we got? Next week, hmm. Um,
1: let's do uh, <laughs> top three
0: fictional worlds. Fictional worlds. So from like from. Movies, <laughs> books, TV, yeah. any world that is fictional. Now we sort any of fictional world. We talk. We talked yeah. about this to uh, not me and you, uh, me and uh, Dave. I remember we talked about: Are you a Star Wars world guy or are you a uh, a uh, Lord of the Rings world guy? What would you rather mm. be in? Um, and I told him, I don't know. Space freaks me out. Um, yeah, it would be it would be tough for me to be a Star Wars world, but. You got so much world to be in in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's so you yeah, know yeah, so yeah. much area. Okay, I like it. There's a lot of uh, fake worlds out there. <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah, of fictional are. worlds. Okay, good. Okay, nice. I'm thinking about it right now. I think I've got a couple of them on my list. Got a couple. Okay, uh, Mike, we've got two uh, birthday suits, and I'm pretty sure, like I said, you can get both of them. All right,
1: we shall see.
0: Here we go. Uh, And again, I think I only need to give you one uh, clue. First uh, birthday suit, Entourage. Lead character, Entourage. Who is that?
1: Lead character, Entourage. I want to go with... um... Played the character Ari Gold. Yeah ah uh, why is this guy's name escape me right now? I'll take some initials doc G. okay uh it's not it's not a Jason. It's not a Jason. we know right, what yeah,
0: you' you're, you're close you're close. I'm gonna hold off on it. let you think of that. Well let's go to the okay. second one and then we'll come back to that one. We'll let that marinate for a little bit. second birthday or third well third birthday suit here uh lead singer. Of the Rolling Stones. Hmm. See, Doctor, this is uh, <laughs> this is like not good for me. See, oh.
1: birthday suits are not as easy as they seem.
0: Let me let me uh, help you with this <laughs> one. Remember Rolling the, Stones. Remember the song. Uh, uh, Maroon Five. He's got moves like. Mick Jagger. Uh, there okay. it is. Right. Hey. Mick Jagger you. is correct. Woo!
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Nice. Now, uh Mick, uh just for everybody, how old do you think Mick's turning, Mike? Any I mean, obviously He has got to be like 80 something. You're on the decade, 80. He's turning 80. 80, 80 years old, Mike. 80 wow. years. Now, I didn't know this. This is wild. His dad was a PE teacher who helped popularize basketball in England.
2: Say what?
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea about that one. That one's wild, Mike. And this is also wild. I, I did know this. I just needed to be reminded of it. He met Keith Richards, the lead guitarist for Rolling Stones, when they were seven. Jeez. Mm. So he's known Keith Richards for 73 years. Wow. That is a history right there, Mike yeah that is a Your whole, long, life. I mean, yeah. much our whole life yeah yeah 90 percent, a little bit over wild the guys are rock stars together yeah they've all. been knighted together they've got they're both they're they're knights they're sirs sir mick mm. that's right uh i mean arguably one of the biggest artists of all time mike uh They are the best-selling musical artist group of all time. Over 200 million albums sold. Just unforgettable classics. I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Paint It Black. Jumpin' Jack Flash. Honky Tonk Woman. Sympathy for the Devil. You Can't Always Get What You Want. Give Me Shelter. Brown Sugar. Start Me Up. Miss You. So many more. Just Mick Jagger. The Ultimate Frontman. Happy Birthday, Mick. Turn in... 80 80 years yeah. old he's been he really doing really he's been using it uh, he's been using it he's been doing it since the 60s Mike he's been doing this for almost 60 years he has been wow. doing this for 60 years he has been doing it for 60 mm-hmm. years crazy crazy but Doc G I mean can you think of any well
1: known English basketball players I mean I can't think of a <laughs> single one <laughs>
0: <laughs> but let's be honest. His dad failed at his his job of optimizing basketball performance. In had England. so many
1: years to you know to get some.
0: There's been a couple. I I do know there's been a couple that have reached the NBA. I can't think of any names off the top of my <laughs> head, but I do know a couple have reached the NBA. Um, but yeah, you're right. There haven't been any actual like good uh english players They're uh, too invested in soccer man they're just all yeah they are all about their soccer you know let's mm-hmm. go back to the last one mike okay you've got entourage uh he also played in the movies i mean i know you're you're thinking of his face
1: and he's a stand-up like he's a he stand-up does, up comic that,
0: that's what he's been doing for like the, basically the last 10 years of his career is just stand-up Got, I, I know the actual guy he plays is Ari Emanuel. I've
1: been super fascinated with that guy, but why am I just packed? Uh, paxt-
4: uh, you got you,
0: like, you've got the two you've got the two initials correct. JP. JP.
1: Jeremy Pitt. There, De- Jeremy Piven. There,
0: there it is. There it is. Nicely done. Woo. I told you, Mike. Three for three. Three for Thank three. You. I didn't have Talk to give. I didn't have done to, it without you. I didn't have to give <laughs> you the initials. You had them, so I technically don't have to take half credit off for those initials. That was right. you. You got it. You got it. There it is, man. The Mick Jagger
1: one was kind of embarrassing. Not gonna lie. I mean, I know that guy's a rock star, rock star, rock hey, star. But, you uh, just enjoy
0: yeah. tunes, Mike. You don't. You don't catalog names. You just listen yeah, to the tunes, really. and you can pick out the tunes. You can say, "Hey, I know that song. I know this song. I know this." And you're 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 motivated by what's in your heart, Mike. You're oh yeah. Tr- you're true to Thank your you. tunes. When you hear it, you, you say, doctor. "I like this jam." <laughs> You know, that's exactly it. And and I can I can appreciate that. I don't I, I you know, I, I, I got to ha- I like to have a history to it. I like to know something mm-hmm. about it. And it takes me a little bit sometimes when I just hear like a lot of times I'll hear a good song and it, I'll instantly be attracted to it. But, you know, it always helps. I like to gather a whole story sometimes, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But anyways, Mike, uh, Jeremy Piven, uh, Entourage. Uh, now he's doing stand up. Had a little bit of uh, some uh, substantial sexual assault claims there several years ago. Ooh. Yes. Uh, yeah, a little, uh, none of them resulted in legal action. So none of them actually accumulated to, to that level of severity, but they were pretty serious. Mm. I think that might have derailed some of the actual... Uh, uh, movie stuff, you know, which is one of the reasons why he's gone more to, to stand up in the last few years. But uh, favorite movie of his Mike's The Goods. I don't know if you've ever seen The Goods. Uh, it's got him. It's got uh, Will Ferrell plays a fairly small role in it. Um, it's got uh, it, it's got several of the uh, On a Gas tire from, uh, from um, Saturday Night Live uh it's got several it's such a good movie though he plays a uh don Reddy, a car salesman and it is a pretty awesome movie you should check it out hmm. for sure yeah i don't think i've seen that one it's a good one i think from uh it's e- 2009 i think is when it came out want to say oh nine somewhere around hmm. there i liked him in uh smoking aces Smoking aces. He, Ace is, he yeah, pretty he played a great. pretty uh drugged out fella. Pretty good drugged yeah. out rich guy in that movie. It's pretty solid. Yeah, that was awesome. Mike, good news. You finished the week forty eight and three fourths out of eighty seven. You have improved that number. I was confident Thank it you. happened. It's exciting. Mike, we are in the works for some great <laughs> great guest i can't wait for the shows coming up next week we have a fantastic uh guest or well guests plural we've got the criticals a fantastic band from uh from nashville we talk about it all mike Uh, here's something to get excited about listeners in the interview we talk about in and out burger uh coming to nashville did you know that mike and did in, not know that. In-N-Out Burger, the first in and out Burger east of the Mississippi coming mm. in Nashville. I don't know how That's I cool. feel about that, Mike, you know? Like, I don't know yeah. if I can handle that, you
1: it's know? It's kind of a West Coast thing, Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's sort of like you having Hattie B's in, 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 in Las Vegas, you know? That's sort of a Nashville yeah. thing. It's like, mm. I don't know how I'd feel about having hot chicken in Las Vegas. You know, it's wild. Yeah. But it still was tasty for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was. Still Precious. mad good. Regardless, yeah. Mike, we are in the works, listeners, to get all of those people we talked about at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. We will um, odds are most likely get zero of them, but we are going to work <laughs> on getting all of them. And I will not yes. rest until we get them, Mike. But mm-hmm. until then, we need to we need to wrap it up for this week. I have been your host, Doc G, with me as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furticus, Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thank you so much
1: to the listeners. Mm-hmm. And thank you for having me. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doo